Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. But why don't you guys turn with me to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. And this, this book of Colossians, is, it's actually a letter written from Paul to the church of Colossae. And, and some believers during this time, they were trying to, some of them were trying to combine parts of paganism and secular philosophy with Christian doctrine. So they're trying to merge other religions together. And Paul is writing to kind of set the, the record straight. He's kind of like, hey, that's not how we roll here. It's Jesus and only Jesus. So he is, he's trying to help them to understand that they should be focused solely on Jesus and um, that they shouldn't involve, they, they shouldn't be involved in false teaching. Um, so let's, let's pick it up. This is the NLT, um, starting in verse 6. It says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. I'm going to say that again. Verse seven says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow in the truth you are taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. How amazing is that? Verse eight, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that could come from human thinking or from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. Verse nine, for in Christ lives, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ who is the head over every ruler and authority. That last part in itself, that, that's encouraging. That when we, we can have, um, when we are in union with Christ, we have this understanding that God is head over everything. He's actually in control of everything. So no matter what you're, you're facing tonight, whatever trial you might be um, standing up against, God's bigger. God's bigger than your circumstance. So I feel like that's a word in, it, in itself for someone in this room that you might be faced with a giant right now in whatever season of life you're in, but God's bigger. He's in control. He, he has full dominion over everything. So he, he's got you and he's, and he's looking out for you. But I just, I just love this scripture it's so amazing. But as we continue this series called Deeper, I, I want to preach a message entitled, We Are the Roots, He is the Soil. So would you pray with me? Jesus, we just thank you for tonight. Lord, and I thank you that we actually had opportunity earlier to, to enter in your gates with thanksgiving, Lord that we can actually praise you, Lord. And I pray that as we continue to, to praise you and thank you, Lord, even as we read your word, Lord, I pray that you would continue to soften all of our hearts, God, tonight, so that we can better receive what you have for us tonight, that we could really lean into your Holy Spirit and listen and take on something new that we can apply to our lives, Lord, that we would leave this place better than the way that we came in. 
And we, uh, we thank you for this time and we pray that you would bless it. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Well, Mal and I recently, actually yesterday, we, um, as soon as we moved into our new house, we were immediately bothered by how the yard looked. And we're like, man, we need to get around to really cleaning this up. And there was one section of the yard in particular that really stuck out to us, that really bothered us, and it was by the front door, and there was a whole bunch of plants that we didn't really want there, and there were, there were weeds, and there were actually dying plants in that area now, and it just didn't look nice. It was gray and brown, and and every time we had visitors, it was just kind of like, hey, just take a blind eye and don't look in that section of our, our yard. It's it's dying, and it doesn't look very pretty. Um, and we we were... We're always going over the idea, like, oh, we got to get to it. We need to, we need to go buy some gloves at at Lowe's and and like just get on our hands or knees and start pulling the the weeds out and pulling those dead plants out. And um, I even had my dad over, and he was helping me put in like floodlights. So we were doing a lot of stuff at the house yesterday, um, and it would. It was fun until we started pulling out those weeds and, and pulling out those dead plants. And some of them were so hard to, like, to get out. Honestly, I was just like questioning my, my, um, my manhood a little bit because like, <laughs> some of these plants, like, they're stubborn. And I was just like, gosh, like, I don't know if I could get all these out. Like, I'm going to have to get some help or something. And I'm... I look weak in front of my wife and like, this is not really working out in my favor. And, uh, so I kind of just pushed through, you know, I appreciate, um, your prayers, your continued prayers that I just like, that wouldn't affect me in the future. But when I need to do yard work again, um, but we were, we were pulling these, these weeds out and everything. And Mal actually had like the hedge clippers and she was like going at it and stuff. And, and I was like pulling weeds out and, and then, Eventually, we kind of switched roles because she was kind of having a hard time with it. So I was like, all right, cool, I'll, I'll give it a go. And as soon as I grabbed the hedge clippers and I started, like, trying to cut some of these really thick roots, I broke the hedge clippers. <laughs> and I was just like, are you serious? Like, things could not go worse right now. Like, I already look like I'm a weakling, and now I've broken equipment, and I don't know what to do. And um, we're sitting there... and. Eventually, we finally got most of the weeds and the dead plants out, and um, it was great. And we gave God the glory for it, and it was beautiful. But it took forever, and it was a process. And it was a process, but it took getting rid of all of the weeds and dead plants to realize the, the condition of the soil that was there underneath all of the weeds and all of the dead plants. It took some time. It took taking away everything that was on top to see what, was the, what the soil was like. But I couldn't see it until I got rid of the weeds. And I wonder tonight if you're finding good soil to put your roots down in. I wonder if, you, if, you're, if you're finding good soil to, to, to be rooted in, to choose to be rooted in. We, we can't, um, when, when I think about this passage that we read earlier, we cannot be built up in Christ or grow in him unless we are first rooted in him. So, and, 
or if we're not founded upon him. So it says that we're, we're built up as well in this passage. But we have to be rooted in Jesus. And it's so important. And a tree shows its ability to, to withstand weather of all kinds by how its roots are dug into the soil. And the tree flourishes if the, tr- if the roots are getting nourishment from the soil. So Jesus is the good soil that we can put our roots in tonight. If, if there's one, one sentence that I'd love for you to take away from is that we can put our roots, we can stay rooted in Jesus. He is the good soil. So we can be rooted in him. And that's the best way that we can live our lives. Rooted, completely rooted in him. But sometimes it takes getting away some of the weeds and dead plants around as well. But we have to be rooted in Jesus. Thank you. Appreciate that, Berm. That's my brother. Thank you. H2O is amazing. Um, so tonight I want to just kind of give us a couple handles with this series called Deeper. How do we go deeper? It's by staying rooted in him. But how, how do we stay rooted in him? And the first handle that I have for us is to read the instructions. And what, what I mean by that is when you buy a new plant, for instance, I am not, I don't have a green thumb. So I think I would be researching for days on how to take care of a plant because I probably would kill it if I didn't research Right, but or read any instructions on how to take care of the plant. So it's important to read instructions on how to take care of your plant or your tree. And we need to lean into his instruction for our life. And the way that we do that practically is by reading his word. That is the instructions for our life to keep our tree healthy to keep our life healthy, we have to read the instructions often. We have to, to read this love letter that Jesus has written to us. You're going to have tons of recommendations by people you encounter in life. You're going to have lots of people instructing you on how to, how to best take care of your tree. But the best person to, to speak to is the soil your roots are meant to be planted in, and that's Jesus. Jesus is the source of true life. No one else's instruction or advice will compare to what your heavenly father has written in this book, in this book for you. Not only do we, we need to stay rooted and, and read his instructions for our life, but we also, we need to, to trust him with our lives. We also need, we, we need to trust him. And, I, and I'm really encouraged by Jeremiah chapter 17. I'd love to read it to you in the ESV. Starting in verse 7, it says, Blessed is the man who, what? Trusts in the Lord. Whose trust is the Lord. Verse 8, he is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. How beautiful is that? When we really trust in him, there's a lot actually in those couple verses. So when we trust in him, there is no fear. 
there is nourishment, there is no anxiety or worry, and there is an abundance of fruit. We bear fruit because Jesus is the sole source. And we have to trust him in the, in the good and bad times. We have this opportunity to, to trust him. And the beautiful thing is, when we actually step out and trust him, he always meets us where we're at. He meets us when we step out. And as scary as it can be sometimes to just step out in faith, God doesn't leave you. He's, he's there. He's there in every little step of faith. But as believers, we have, to, we have to step out in faith and trust. We have to trust him because he is faithful. He actually is faithful. He's so faithful to us. What amazing promises come out of trusting God? Honestly, like good, good things come out of trusting him. When you, when you can have faith through every season and, and seasons where there is plenty of opportunity to access water and, and shallow soil and in seasons when you feel like it is dry, you can still trust him because he's faithful. I was reading um, an article about plants and specifically their roots, and I wanted to share a little bit about it with you tonight. It says, in order for a plant to hydrate and receive minerals, the roots of a plant go firm into the soil, searching for the perfect conditions. In good climate, the roots tend to live closer to the surface, but the more dry the climate is, the roots go deeper into the soil. And I learned that some shrubs that live in the desert have roots that can go as deep as 230 feet. Isn't that wild? But it, it all depends on the season and the climate. That really, that really spoke to me because you can trust him regardless of what you're facing. So regardless of the season that you're in, you can trust him, but it's going to require a little bit more from you in those dry seasons. It's going to require you to actually dig your roots down a little bit more. And don't worry, there's going to be water. You just have to trust and keep digging deeper. And guess what? When you dig deeper and you allow your roots to go in deeper, you grow, right? You grow because your roots are forced to branch out a little bit more, to go a little deeper into the soil, to find nutrients. So it's really a win when you're in a season that feels kind of dry and you have the opportunity to stay where you're at or to just go deeper. And I believe that we are um, a young people. We are a generation that choose to just go deeper. I really do feel like that, specifically for this year, this next year. I mean, I'm excited. I don't know about y'all, but I'm really excited because collectively we're all going to have the opportunity to go deeper uh, in, re- in relationship with Jesus, and I believe we're going to take it. Because we have one another. This is, this is a family. This is a family. We get to do this journey together. So if you're not okay, can I just say it's okay to not be okay? Let someone else know. And allow someone to encourage you to just go a little deeper with, with God. Because he'll, he'll meet you. Jesus will meet you where you're at. If you call on him. If you choose to go a little deeper, we always leave better off. Because Jesus meets us where we're at. Amen? So we have to... We have to read the instructions, this book that he's written to us. We have to trust him in every season. 
And the next handle tonight is that there is a better way. There is actually a better way to living life. And that is in total alignment with God. That is the better way. Living in total alignment, your heart with God's heart. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. So he is the best way we can follow than any other path that we could ever take in life. He is that better way. He's the best way. He is the way. But sometimes in life, if we aren't careful, if we're not careful, we can allow some areas of our life to be out of alignment with God. And is it okay if, if, if I'm your pastor for a minute tonight? No one enjoys talking about, about the truth tonight, but the truth is that we were all born into this, this sinful nature. And we were, we're all born into this flesh desire. And there are things, there are certain areas of our life that will keep us from God's best if we don't choose to, to sit down, buckle up, and address an area in our lives that, that might be a little messy. But God will never leave you in your mess if you choose to just turn to him. And all of us are included in this, right? Because we're all people. Jesus is perfect. We are not perfect. And we need him. We need him because without him, we're nothing. But there, there are certain areas, there can be certain areas in our lives that, that might be out of alignment. And that's okay. But it should encourage us to just turn to Jesus that more, that much more. It is our responsibility to take inventory of what's growing in our garden, to know what needs to be there and what doesn't. So it's, it's our responsibility, all of us. And you know, I, I was reading another article about plants because plants are great. And I was really, really inspired by Pastor Jill. And, and she always like has the best analogies when it comes to plants and the word of God. It's so cool. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. I felt inspired. So I was reading about plants and um, there's this interesting thing about weeds. So I just wanted to, I wanted to read this to you. So weeds compete with flowers, grasses, vegetable, and fruit plants for water, sunlight, and nutrients, leaving non-weed plants starving. So this loss of nitrogen or phosphorus and potassium leaves them weak and prone to insect and disease infestation. So... Because most weeds grow at such an astounding rate, they often absorb more of one nutrient than the other, leaving an imbalance. So we have to take inventory of what's going on in our garden. And we have to, we have to dig our roots down deep in Jesus. And if there are weeds around, let's take inventory and let's address it. It might be a little messy at first. There might be dirt everywhere, but we can begin the process of just uprooting things that were never meant to be there in the first place. Jesus doesn't want you, he doesn't want you to struggle through life. Maybe it isn't sin. Maybe it's just, it's, maybe you're just going through a hard season. And that's, that's okay. But God doesn't want you, he doesn't want you to struggle through it. And sometimes 
God allows a trial for you to build perseverance. That's a little different. But like I was saying earlier, he's with you through the whole process. He's actually with you through the whole process. And you can rely on Jesus 100%. More so, I'm, I'm, I'm here to remind us tonight that we have a Savior that has the ability to wipe the slate clean, completely clean, through sacrificing himself on the cross for you and for me. And I don't want to ever grow familiar of that, that truth that Jesus would, would come, God in human form, to die on the cross for our sins so that we could have forgiveness. We're, we're all in need of a Savior. There's forgiveness for our sins tonight, and it's, it's only in the name of Jesus. But he can, he can wipe out all the weeds that might be lingering around in our garden. And it's so important to take inventory of what is planted in our life. But we have the opportunity to be rooted in Jesus. Earlier in Colossians 2, if we read earlier in it, it talks about wisdom and, and how all wisdom and knowledge is found in Him. And it's, that's true. And we can find direction meaning and purpose in his name. Well, I wanted to read the second half of the passage that we read earlier real fast. This is Colossians 2, starting in verse 11. It says, When you came to Christ, you were circumcised not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. Verse 12, For you were buried in Christ, when you were baptized and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Verse 13, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. Verse 14, he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. How many of you are thankful for that tonight? Verse 15, in this, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Can I just say, there, there are, that, that's amazing. That's actually amazing. It's way more um, encouraging than discouraging. It's beautiful. And can I just say, there's a, there's a lot of good news wrapped in this passage, but if we are not careful, we, we could allow maybe some current excuses to not deal with the weeds or the dead plants that are lingering in our garden that we're trying to uproot. <laughs> I didn't say it earlier in, in my story, but when I was in the midst of cutting these roots and everything, we saw this huge snake skin in there. And I was just kind of like, nope. And I was like, let the devil know not today. And I was just like, I almost went inside because I was like, ah, I don't know about this. Like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to get bit right now by a snake or like a rattlesnake or something. It's not worth it. Like the plants outside can just look nasty. That's fine. I'm, I don't want to risk my life over some dead plants and weeds. 
But once I saw that, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I want to finish what I started. And I began to kind of make some excuses like, ah, in my head real fast, I was like, I don't know if I want to continue uprooting these plants right now because I don't want to risk getting hurt. But I chose to keep going anyways, and we, we cleaned it all out, and everything was fine. There was not a snake, for the record. He left a long time ago. But I think, I think we can all identify with that in some way, shape, or form that I think there is an enemy that will try to sow in lies and, and allow you to take the easy route where you can just kind of make excuses for areas of your life that are out of alignment with God. And we've all been there before. But the good news tonight is that Jesus overcame the enemy a long time ago. So you don't have to even address his voice. You don't even, you could just start speaking faith in those moments where you might feel tempted to just kind of sit in whatever you're dealing with. And you don't have to even listen to to what the enemy has to say. If, If you just listen to this last part that we read, verse 14 He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So the enemy is not one. Jesus won. So you can overcome whatever you're dealing with. And those those temptations to maybe make excuses to, to not address the mess just remember Jesus is stronger than the enemy and he can overcome anything that you might be dealing with. And this is a safe place too. I'm believing that in the days to come, this space is going to continue to be a place where people will get well. That people actually get well. Like the church should be a hospital for the weak that are hurting, that are broken, it should be a hospital and we should have an urgency. This is a little off topic, but we should have an urgency as, as believers to talk to people and invite them here. There should be an urgency because people are sick. Without Jesus, like we have a lack. We need him. So let let some encouragement stir up in your chest to just realize the urgency and people are hurting and we have a message that is a cure for people. It's a cure. So don't ever be hesitant or scared to share it because there are other people hurting and we have the opportunity to bring healing to someone's life only because of Jesus. So what I would love for us to do is just to to stand in this moment and I would love to I'd love to pray with some people. I wonder if you would be willing to just get a little vulnerable um, between you and Jesus tonight in this moment. You're not getting vulnerable in front of the person to your right, to your left, behind you, in front of you. This is a moment between you and God. So with every head bow, I close. I, I wonder where you're kind of at after hearing a message like this. I wonder if there's some people in this room that might be struggling with something. And 
can I just say your, your struggle is not stronger than your God. Your struggle is not stronger than your God. He can help you uproot some things in your life that were never meant to be there in the first place. That wasn't God's plan for your life. He wants to help you with that process. So maybe there are some weeds in your garden. Maybe you're struggling with some sin. Maybe it's not sin. Maybe it's just you're going through a hard season. Maybe you're, you're experiencing doubt. Whatever that you feel like is kind of attached to you that isn't from God, you have permission right now to just kind of let it, you just let it go and you give it to Jesus. So if that's you in this place, would you be bold enough to just, just raise your hand so I can pray for you if you feel like that's you? Jesus, I just pray for every single person that raised their hand. God, I just pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit right now, God. That you would strengthen them from the inside out, Lord. That you would whisper reminders to them, Lord, throughout their day that you're with them. You're actually here right now, God, but you're with them as they walk through life. And you want to you want to address some things that that were never meant to be there. God and I pray that even right now in this moment that you would start to realign hearts, God, so that we'd be in total alignment with you again, Jesus. We all need that reminder, but Lord, I pray that that you would break struggles and strongholds, God, right now. Maybe some sin in people's lives that they've been dealing with for a long time. God, I pray right now as we're praying to you that you would just break those chains, that people would see with fresh eyes tonight, God. Clear hearts. Forgive us, God, of our sins, of our our lack, Lord. Restore us from the inside out, God. We love you, Jesus. We thank you and we believe and thank you for the, head, the, the breakthrough ahead of time, God. Well, we hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.